Hello friends, this is Bob Friedland of Stock Picks Bob's Advice with another podcast for you today. It is Saturday, January 29, 2022, and this is sort of good for me because this is my second podcast. I've had about a, I think it might be a 15-year hiatus between podcasting and starting up again. And I guess one of the things that enables me to try to get back into podcasting and connecting with some of you listeners is that I've retired. I'm now a little over three months in. actually pushing four months now. I'm, I'm four months, you know, the time flies by and I have a little time and we can talk about retirement issues at some point because there certainly are issues that retired people face. It's not all fun and games, but uh, hopefully there's more time for fun and games. In any case, I like to podcast so I can share some of my ideas of my favorite hobby. I say hobby because I'm an amateur investor. So I remember in my prior podcast career, I'd always remind you, and I must remind you again, to consult with your professional investment advisors before making any decisions to invest, not invest, buy, sell, do whatever you're going to do based on information on this podcast as I'm an amateur investor, not a professional investment advisor who you should consult with. But I hope to share some of my own experience. As I said in the last podcast, I've been investing since 1967, is that's possible, Um, meaning that uh, I'm pushing 55 years in the stock market. And uh, I've seen a lot of bull markets and bear markets. I've seen them come and go. And if I was so bright, as my mother would say, why, why aren't I rich? But uh, investing is my hobby and uh, hope to share some ideas with you. Now, one of the things I like to do on a podcast is start out with a poem, kind of do something non-financial. And if you guys have some comments about these poems, please feel free to leave them. Um, You can find the podcast Uh, I'm not sure who else is going to pick up this podcast. Previously, I was picked up by iTunes and multiple podcast providers. Uh, But on Podomatic.com is sort of my home base for podcasting, and you could leave a comment or question there. I'll be talking today about tandem diabetes, TNDM. But before I get there, I wanted to read a poem and This is a book I had picked up of poetry. Picked this up when I was doing more podcasting, so I hope I can dig into some more. And uh, this particular book is The Best Love Poems of Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, selected and introduced by Carolyn Kennedy. And so one of the poems is a favorite of mine as well. Yesterday I read Casey at the Bat, another fun poem. This one's The Owl and the Pussycat by Edward Lear. Let me share it with you and then we'll get on to the serious business of financial investing. The owl and the pussycat went to sea in a beautiful pea-green boat. They took some honey 
and plenty of money wrapped up in a five-pound note. The owl looked up to the stars above and sang to a small guitar, Oh, lovely pussy, oh, pussy, my love. What a beautiful pussy you are, you are, you are. What a beautiful pussy you are. Pussy said to the owl, you elegant fowl, how charmingly sweet you sing. Oh, let us be married. Too long we have tarried, but what shall we do for a ring? They sailed away for a year and a day to the land where the bong tree grows. And there in a wood, a piggywig stood with a ring at the end of his nose, his nose, his nose, with a ring at the end of his nose. Dear pig, are you willing to sell for one shilling your ring? Said the piggy, I will. So they took it away and were married next day by the turkey who lives on the hill. They dined on mince and slices of quince, which they ate with a runcible spoon. And hand in hand on the edge of the sand, they danced by the light of the moon, the moon, the moon. They danced by the light of the moon. It's a delightful poem. I hope by podcasting I can read some more poems, some longer, some shorter, but all hopefully enjoyable. I wanted to start out uh, on my podcasting journey. Yesterday I looked at the IBD and uh, looked at their number one listing, and I'm going to work this one backwards. I'm going to start with a company that I do like, and uh, I do have some shares of this company uh, in a fund that I serve as a minor advisor. I might have some shares elsewhere. It's not a large investment for me, but I do own some shares in full transparency. It's a company called Tandem Diabetes Care Incorporated, TNDM. And I'll explain to you why I like it as we go along. Let me explain it. You know, if we just go to the, first of all, Tandem closed uh, on January 28th, yesterday, at $113.48. It was up $2.30 or 2.07% on the day. Uh, it's not doesn't look like it's trading after hours because it's unchanged according to Yahoo Finance. What exactly do they do? Um, I'm going to hit their profile for Yahoo. And uh, they're based out in San Diego. They have 1,500 full-time employees. What Tandem, Tandem does is they do diabetic insulin pumps for people that have insulin-dependent diabetes. And according to Yahoo, the company's flagship product is the T-Slim X2 insulin delivery system, a pump platform that comprises T-Slim X2 pump, its 300-unit disposable insulin cartridge, and an infusion set. So it's, it's an insulin pump for some people that take diabetes, take, excuse me, insulin for their diabetes. They can have a pump so that they don't have to take multiple injections and have sort of an ongoing, continuous, intermittent infusion of insulin. Now, first things kind of first, let's, you know, I, I can't show you on a podcast like this, but I can tell you about the chart. And I like to look at the chart from stockcharts.com. And I am, uh, as I said previously, I'm a point in figure 
person on charting. Point and figure charts are based on a series of X's and O's. There was a uh, stockbroker named Bob Allen who presented regularly to my stock club that I still am a member of. In fact, they may have some tandem. I'm not sure. Um, we call our stock club Invest Nuts, and we get together. In fact, we're getting together this Wednesday just to chat about stocks, and we have about 10 members, and we kick in 100 bucks a month each and try to make decisions. I'm a little bit annoying to be with. I tend to be a little heavy-handed with my ideas, but uh, we allow everybody input and ideas, and then we buy stocks together or not. And this is this particular club has been around for a long time, uh, more than 25 years, and they have a nice portfolio. But let's talk about tandem. So this point and figure chart, I'm on. I like to utilize free services on the internet. Not that paid services are bad, but there's plenty of free services to get lots of information. And if you go to stockcharts.com and use a point and figure chart and enter in TNDM, you'll probably be looking at the same thing I'm looking at right now. And uh, this is set up with a three box, excuse me, a 3.1 box re reversal. That is, it takes $3 worth of price change to um, develop an O in the down direction or an X in the up direction. And as you see the chart, you'll see there's a series of small red numbers, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then it goes A, B, C, and, and then it goes back to one, and etc. And what those numbers, those red numbers, represent months on the chart. And uh, back in April of last year, Tandem was trading about $89 a share. It had a very strong run all the way up to a peak of 100 and looks like 154, 155, sometime in December. And since December uh, through January this month, it actually has sold off along with its group of stocks in the medical field. And, uh, and it dipped all the way down to a low of 108. And presently it's sitting at $113.48, like I said. So it's it's kind of come back a bit, um, I expect it'll generate an X. And we look for various patterns. The blue lines on this particular chart represent support levels, and the red lines represent uh, what we call a resistance level. These are technical features suggesting some price support and price resistance. And actually, um, if anything, this stock rolled over at around $122 a share it rolled over in a downward direction. Uh, so short term, technically, it appears a little bit weak. Um, but let's talk about longer term. Now, what I want to do is um, when we look at a stock, I think it's very important to look at the latest piece of significant news, which is the last quarterly report. Uh, so what I want to do is we looked at the chart, kind of found out what they do. We'll look at the latest quarterly report and see what how they did. We'll take a longer term look with Morningstar that I like to do. And I kind of walk you through how I do that. Then we'll look at 
going forward, what are the estimates? And we'll, we'll use Yahoo again to uh, retrieve those. And, and so right now we know there's like maybe a little check mark against Tandem because technically short term, it looks a little bit weak. And the chart is the chart's imperfect, but longer term, it, the chart's certainly in an upward direction. So on November 4th of 2021, by the way, their next quarter report will be coming out the end of February, the end of next month, and we'll have more information. But we can see what estimates are for that. And uh, I've got uh, on finance.yahoo.com, I found the Zacks news story. And Zacks is a uh, investment advisory house, and you can find a lot of Zacks research, and you can subscribe to Zacks. That's spelled Z-A-C-K-S if you like. But this shows up as a news story. So Tandem Diabetes Care reported uh, net earnings per share of nine cents a share for the quarter. Uh, this would be the third quarter, and I'm assuming that ended at September 30th. It doesn't. I'm not sure if it's, I think it's September 30th. But in any case, they reported $0.09 cents a share, a big improvement from a loss the prior year of $0.15 cents per share. So the company has flipped from losing money to making money, which we like. We certainly don't want to see more losses. Now, the, the, one of the important things is, what was the street meaning, you know, the other professional investors, what were they looking for? Was that good news or bad news that they came in nine cents? Because the stock price is sort of automatically being adjusted all the time based on expectations. So we asked the question, did that result meet expectations? Did it miss expectations or did it exceed expectations? And according to Zach's, the consensus estimate was eight cents a share. So they beat expectations by a penny. So that's good. They came out with good news. They had a big improvement from the prior year. And the news was even a little better than expected. Now, revenues for the quarter. Now, revenues, as you know, are just how much business the company did. I shouldn't say as you know, but uh, I don't want to talk down to you. I don't want to. You may have a better handle on these things than I do. And you're quite welcome to comment on that as we go. But anyway, revenues in that quarter came at $179.6 million. And that was an improvement of 45.3% from the prior year. And that's a big improvement in revenue in this last quarter. And furthermore, there were estimates on this quarter. What, what was this street? What were investors looking for? Did this meet expectations? Did this miss expecta expectations? Or did it exceed? And actually, it beat the Zach's consensus estimate by 3.5%. Uh, it said the strength in the top line, that is the revenue, was driven by new customer demand and increasing renewal purchases from the company's installed base. In addition, we can ask, you know, I mentioned that it was based in San Diego, a wonderful city, delightful weather, growing real crazy, and a lot of tech stocks out there. But that's not anything. But so it's an American company. 
And and so so we're looking at say, well, can we break down their sales into domestic and international? Presumably, if a company is growing domestically, but then also has international sales, maybe the international sales will be even bigger. And it turns out their domestic sales were 133.1 million. It was up 24%. And international sales came at 46.5 million. So there's less that's international. But the important point was that that was an increase of 189% from the prior year. So they have a tremendous opportunity to sell this internationally, and they're, and they're doing it. Um, and why? And they said international pump shipments surged 209% to 11,262 units, whereas domestic pump shipments jumped only 10% year over year to 20,296 units. So, so really, the, the opportunity appears to be internationally, which is driving some of their big growth. And there's some other details. Their gross profit was 96.7 million, uh, which was an improvement of 48%. And the gross margin, how profitable they were, was 53.9%, indicating expansion of 102 basis points. In other words, they, they their margin not only did they grow their sales, but the, their profit margin on their sales even increased. Uh, they had some other, you know, overall their operating income was 7.7 .7 million compared to a loss a year ago of 1 million. Um, they mentioned and say, well, how much cash do they have on hand to deal with expenses? And they had cash and cash equivalents of 595 million compared to 545 million a year ago. And for 2021, they raised sales expectations to 685 to 695 million uh, early project earlier projection was 670 to 685 this represents an annual sales growth of 37 to 39 percent and so the zach's consensus estimate was pegged at 681 million and then so they went and exceeded expectations for sales growth going forward so this is a win-win-win kind of report this is the kind of thing i like uh, strong growth, increasing profitability, uh, beating expectations, raising guidance. You know, this is about as bullish a, a quarterly report as you might say. So that's Yahoo Finance. We looked at the chart, which looked a little bit weak recently. And I'll tell you what, let's do one more thing. Actually, a couple more things. Let's go over to Morningstar. And I've opened up this so I don't have to go searching around. I want to share with you some of these numbers, the historical numbers on tandem di diabetes care, why I am virtually in love with this company, um, because it's so perfect in, in many ways, although the chart was a little bit off, so it's not so perfect right at the moment. But if you open up Morningstar.com and go over to financials, and uh, you'll get a financial statements. And if you look at the income statement, and then they're going to report their history of what, what has their revenue been the last several years? Where has this company been? And then we'll go over to Yahoo. We already have a feeling from Zach's on that last quarterly report that uh, the company's saying that things are looking go good going forward. So let's look what other analysts say. 
But if we were at on Morningstar.com, and I want to go over some of these revenue numbers, which are so pretty. In 2018, and I'll just kind of, I know it's hard on a podcast to, you don't see it, but if you want to open up to Morningstar.com to uh, Tandem, T-N-D-M, and look up their income statement on an annual basis, and we can look up quarterly too, but on an annual basis, it's in, in millions. In 2018, they had 183 million in revenue. That's how much business they did. The very next year, in 2019, they went from 183.8 to 362.3. I mean, they doubled it. For every dollar they of, of goods they sold, they, they sold $2 the next year in 2019. Now, they didn't quite double it again, but in from 2019 to 2020, they went from $362 million to $498.83 million. That's beautiful. That's a hundred and thirty million. You know, it's a good forty percent increase in, in sales. In the trailing twelve months, six hundred sixty million. So I, I just say these numbers again: one hundred eighty-three, two thousand eighteen; three sixty-two, two thousand nineteen; four hundred ninety-eight in two thousand twenty; and six hundred sixty in the trailing twelve months. Now their net income is interesting. Because in 2018, they lost $122 million. I mean, that's quite a bit. They lost $122 million on $183 million in sales. But they improved it the following year. In 2019, their sales doubled. And they were able to bring down that loss to $24.75 million. Although in 2020, sales increased to four ninety eight, But their loss did expand to $34.38 million. I don't like that. But in the trailing 12 months, they've turned profitable with a net income of $21.76 million. Similarly, on, on diluted earnings per share, they lost $2.55 in 2018. They lost $0.42 in 2019, lost $0.56 cents in 2020, and they made $0.36 cents in the trailing 12 months. So the company's gotten a handle on their operation. Uh, increasing profitability and going from losing money to making money. That's what we want to see. Uh, finally, if we push the tab cash flow, we see the same kind of picture. And we actually see um, free cash flow of negative 11.3 million in 2018. They did turn positive at 22 million in uh, 2019, negative 7.6 million. And positive 85 million in the trailing 12 months. I want to look at that quarterly. See where that uh, 85 million came from, and you'll see that that um, their free cash flow has been good. I mean, for each quarter, first, second, third quarter, and in the trailing 12 months, like I said. So, so financially, um, I, you know, I'm not an accountant. I, I, I I don't. I look at these numbers and I do have an amateur view of it. But from my amateur view, they're uh, turned from losses to profits uh, in growing their revenue and they're generating cash. That is not the same as paying dividends. Um, if we look up dividends on the dividend tab and 
there's no dividend data because the company's not paying dividends. So cash flow is not the same as dividend. I'm not sure if I was that clear on yesterday's podcast, but from that cash that the company is generating, the company can do what it wants to. It can pay down debt, acquire other companies. It can use pay research, pay salaries, uh, buy back stock, do a lot of stuff. So that's tandem on Morningstar. That's the history. And now I want to just very briefly go over to yahoo.com and, and look at under the, if we put in tandem, T-N-D-M, there's a, there's a bunch of headings uh, above um, that entry under analysis. If we go to analysis, so there's summary, company outlook, chart, um, and conversations, statistics, historical data, profile, financials, and analysis. This is something um, I actually learned from Jerry Sparrow and Barry Randall, a couple financial advisors that I do some work with, and they taught me a few things. But when we look at analysis, we're going to look at what's going forward. And here we have revenue estimates for the current year is 690 million. Next year, 827 million. So that's a nice estimated growth. Um, and if we look at current uh, earnings per share trend, current earnings uh, for this year are for 30 cents a share, going to 75 cents a share. And now we have a 90 days ago was 74 cents a share. So it actually is up a penny over the last three months for next year's earnings. That's about all we have on that. So to summarize, you know, we try to find, in my mind, um, what's a winning stock? You know, the, what you want to do in the stock market is find some kind of investment that may appreciate in price. That's the bottom line. What the company's doing doesn't really matter as far as your profit concern. Because we just want the price to appreciate. But I do think there's a relationship for how a company is doing, which is sort of the fundamentals underneath the hood. How's that company doing? You know, I like to see the stock price appreciating. Um, I want to see revenue growth. I want to see earnings growth. I like seeing companies that might be losing money turning profitable and with increasing profitability. I like to see companies that are in this optimistic kind of thing where they, they report a result that exceeds expectations. They don't miss expectations over and over again. And all this combines, I think, if you can create a portfolio of these uh, purebreds, I would call them. I, sometimes I, I used to refer to stocks. It's like a, having horses at a horse race. And I just want to own the strongest uh, companies that uh, win their race. And I know sometimes you have to pay top dollar for them, but those are the ones I want to own. And uh, Tandem is a very pretty stock. And I, and I've got a few other names that we can look at as we go along. Uh, I do own some shares. So Keep that in mind. Keep in mind that I'm an amateur investor. Please consult with your professional investment advisor before making any investment decisions. But I, I want to give you some tools that I use 
that I've learned over the years to look at companies and uh, that might help you find a few, some, maybe some different names. And maybe you want to let me know about it too in the comments. And uh, we can talk over the time. And above all, I'm just happy to be back podcasting. I hope a few of you are listening uh, after podcasting and then leaving it for 15 years. It's tough to come back, but uh, it feels right. Hope I don't bore you guys too much with my droning on of talking, and I give you some things to think about. Anyway, it's Saturday evening. I know it's uh, getting closer to dinner time around this house. I don't know where you guys are. I hope wherever you are, if you're in the Northeast, that you're getting through this uh, horrible winter storm. I saw those images from uh, Intuit, I think it is. I believe it is. It's off Boston, those terrible waves and all the snow piling in. So stay safe, stay warm. Do the right thing as far as the pandemic is concerned. That's a whole nother subject. And uh, I look forward to getting together with you soon on this podcast, a companion to the blog, Stock Picks Bob's Advice. But I may end up podcasting more than blogging. Uh, because I feel like I can more freely talk to you and communicate in that fashion. Thank you very much. Yours in investing. Good evening.